It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Up to the Northern Hemisphere we go now, and a man who nearly became a New Zealand resident as he was uh, down here for the Women's Rugby World Cup, but he's back in the UK now. Uh, a very, very good rugby journalist writer he is for The Guardian. Uh, Rob Kitson joins us. Uh, welcome back to your home, Rob. <laughs> well, yes, it is, it is a little bit confusing, I have to say. One one week in Eden Park and the next week in Twickenham. But uh, very no, much enjoyed my time in New Zealand. Uh, real pleasure to be there for the for the uh, Women's World Cup. I thought it was a great event. Yeah, summarise the the event for us. Like uh, we'll all remember that. I guess the last thirty seconds of the final, which sort of put an exclamation mark on on a tournament we down here really enjoyed. What did you make of it? Well, I have to say, I, I was um, there for the for the knockout stages. Got to be clear, so I, did, I didn't uh, see all of it. But no, it, it really grew, didn't it? In 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 interest, in in uh, the quality of the rugby. I thought those semi-finals were fantastic, weren't they? And the, the final, you know, blew everybody away. I don't, you know, it, it, you know, congratulations to the Black Ferns. They really uh, <laughs> thought they deserved it. The, the, the way they played in the final, they, they deserved it. But no, it was a great. It was just brilliant to see women's rugby being showcased. Uh, you know. You, as, as other people have said, it, it wasn't women's rugby or men's rugby. It was just great rugby, uh, and I think that's uh, that's something we you know we can we could all be happy about. You've been a rugby writer for a wee while. Um, this is the most coverage I think uh, women's rugby's ever had on the back of this World Cup. And I've spoken to journos over in the UK, and they sort of agree up there as well that women's sport is on a bit of a boom with your cricket up there, um, with your football team, your women's football team as well. You've now got double the material to write about, Rob. <laughs> well, I'm going to say uh, they're going to keep us keep us busy. I have to say, um, you know, no, no rest of the wicked. I think they say, don't they? <laughs> they do, they do. Let's have a look at this crucial game for us down here in New Zealand, and I guess for whenever the All Blacks play on the hallowed turf of Twickenham, uh, all the rugby eyes go onto it. Uh, we've seen the teams being named now from the team that Eddie Jones has picked. What style to you does it look like England are going to adopt? Well, I think they're looking I mean, as ever. They're probably li- looking at that that game in Yokohama, the World Cup semi final, and they're they're looking at how they played there in the first half. You know, a, a, a bit more dynamism, a bit more sort of pace. Just just making sure that the All Blacks can't settle. I think also, actually, if you look at the last time New Zealand came up to to Twickenham, was it twenty eighteen? And Sam Underhill then was 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 it was a menace, wasn't he? And I think they they picked Sam Simmons this time in the in the back row. It was, was a good player. Hasn't really had a had a chance really to, to have a good go they picked him at six but I think him and Billy Vunapola will sort of alternate I think if you look at that pack they've got a bit a few more ball carriers in there uh, together than perhaps they've had you know uh, well every game certainly but I, I think uh, in terms of New Zealand I think they're I think they're looking forward to playing New Zealand I mean there's, there's no sense of oh blimey the All Blacks are coming gosh we've got to go get to go into our shells I think I think the opposite actually I think they sort of. Uh, I think they relish a little bit of a challenge. I think. I think both sides know it's. Uh, you know, it's not the be all and end all, is it? But I think it's. Uh, it, it, w- it would certainly make their make their autumn up here. Certainly, if uh, if either side could win. Uh, when I saw Farrell named at twelve and Geordie Barrett named at twelve, I feel like uh, you could also put a WBO or a WBC or an IBF belt <laughs> up for this one. This for me is the clash of the game. 
<laughs> well, yes, and you know you got Manu Tuolangi just on on uh, mm. shoulder, haven't you? So, uh, so yes, no, there's a there's, there's there's a bit there. I think I think it's interesting. I mean, I you know there's a, there's a big argument raging up here again, a little bit like New Zealand. You know, what's the best option? Uh, you know, Mark Marcus Smith and Farrell playing at ten and twelve. You know, there is an argument that that uh, you, you can't have two people sort of essentially trying to boss the game, and maybe Farrell is going to be playing his hundredth test. Maybe he could be at 10 and, and bring on Smith a bit later on. So, you know, I think there are question marks over England's midfield, I have to say, still. Um, I personally would have Henry Slade in there. I think he's a great footballer, him and Tuolangi, you know, dovetail brilliantly. But uh, they've got Slade on the bench this time. And, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it'll be, you know, I think, <laughs> I think there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot of interest in this game, certainly. Um, and, I, and I, yeah, I think there'll be a bit of a crackle to it, certainly. Uh, the 10 jersey, we've had long discussions in New Zealand between Moonga and Barrett, and it looks like they've settled on Moonga as the number one, but you've got to have Bodie Barrett on the on the park, so he's settled into the 15 jersey. I guess made a little bit easier that um, Damien McKenzie's not there, Will Jordan's not there, but the battle for the 10 jersey in the UK. To me, Marcus Smith, I haven't seen a lot, lots and lots and lots of him, but he looks quite a, an exciting um, heads-up player, we like to call them. Yeah, completely, and he, and he, you know he is a, a really good player, I think. Um, but he's still young, and I think I, I, I think you know I don't think it's a complete secret that it, it, if you've got a, a sort of big, strong, hard-running centre, he has a Harlequins, he has Andre Esterhazen, who is the, the Springbok centre, plays at Harlequins. Looks, you know, you, if he has that option, you know, or, or that or to go out the back, then suddenly you know he's more of a threat in the game line. There's, there's a bit more going on, I think, with England. Up to now, there's been a little bit of, you know, Farrell's not a different sort of player. Who's actually in charge? Who's calling the shots? And so there's a little bit of blurred blurred lines, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, he's a, good, he's a really good player. I, I, I like him. I, I don't know, as I say, he hasn't had perhaps his uh, best couple of couple of weeks, um, uh, you know, of his England career. But yeah, I, th- I think he's certainly got uh, a decent potential. I want to I want to talk to you about the relationship between Eddie Jones and the rugby public because the relationship between Ian Foster and the New Zealand rugby public if we if we were a couple we seem to argue every second weekend and then we sort of slowly make up but we never really got back to the you know those first date sort of things um, it's a it's an important match for New Zealand rugby fans and Ian Foster for that reason what's what's the rugby public's relationship like and how do they hold Eddie Jones. <laughs> I'm just trying to work out which uh, <laughs> which analogy I can safely use uh, for this one. I, uh, I I don't think the thing about Eddie, uh, you know, I, I think everybody respects him as a coach. I, I, you know, let's let's make that absolutely clear before we start. The thing about Eddie that he he, he does like, you know, uh, playing a few people. I think he likes a bit of control. I, mean, I don't think that's any secret either. I think it's probably a bit harder to to control maybe the media in in, uh, in England. You know, there's, there's, there's a few more of us. Um, there's a few more opinions raging. Um, so I think the bottom line about the public is that, is that you know, as ever, anywhere, if you're winning, uh, you know, everybody loves him, and they, which they were at the start of his uh, England reign. You know, they, they had all those games unbeaten. I, I, just, I just think they're, it's almost they're looking for a sign. They're looking for a bit of faith and, and, and a reason to believe again. You know, they, they lost to Argentina only a couple of weeks ago. They really weren't very good. Admittedly, that was the first game, but they, they weren't great. Japan, you know, they, the last week, Japan underperformed compared to 
how they played against uh, against New Zealand um, the other day. So, you know, the, the, the jury's sort of a little bit out. He, he keeps saying, oh, yeah, we're planning towards the World Cup. It's all going to come good. It's going to be great in France. You know, I'm just I'm not going to show too much before then. Well, you've got to show a little bit, I think, at some point, or people start to lose faith. That's what Steve Hansen said to us uh, at the last World Cup. Don't worry, we're targeting the, the World Cup. We'll be all good by then, and we weren't. You guys beat us. And so, yeah, I just sort of fire that as, as a little a little bit of a warning. Um, the Twickenham crowd, I've got my best mate from school, he's a debenture holder at Twickenham, and uh, he sits in his chair amongst all the bigwigs <laughs> in his all-black jersey, and he said, I hate it when we lose there, but I love it when we win there. How how passionate is the crowd? I've never been to Twickenham. Can you sort of describe to our listeners an all-blacks England test match at a packed Twickenham? I think I think it's interesting. I, I mean, it's it's a big old ground. I mean, it's going to be cold as well on Saturday night. You know, we're only talking sort of five, six degrees. I think I've just had a look at the forecast, so it's not going to be warm. It can be pretty open and pretty cold. I think when I think it's 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 interesting. I think they uh, when it's when England are on a roll, when they're up, it, it, you know, it's loud and it feels it's about you know one of the biggest stadiums in the world, and it's a real you know real coliseum. I I, I think there is an element though. I, I don't want to you know do your friend down or anything but there are quite a lot of uh, debenture holders there are quite a lot of um, <laughs> corporate guys in there uh, you know we're not talking the sort of I don't know people's Sunday at Wimbledon it's not it's not like that it can be a little bit you know sitting back and entertain me sort of thing um, so yeah I think I think it, it, it ebbs and flows I, I don't think it, I wasn't there obviously but it didn't sound by all uh, accounts didn't sound great against Argentina there was, there was a bit of a funny atmosphere it was on a Sunday afternoon uh, no I think they've been waiting for this one as, as, as you know New Zealand haven't been you know I think what is they've only had two games in the last eight years against England so it's a, it's a bit of a rarity item and I think they've been <laughs> I think a lot of people are looking forward to this one and finally uh, talking to uh, Rob Kitson out of the UK there's lots of talk over here and I talked about our relationship with our with our coach the fans relationship with our coach um uh, a lot of people felt Scott Robertson should have got the job when it went under review, but they endorsed Ian Foster and Scott Robertson's readying himself for another season with the Crusaders. But he's made it pretty clear he's off after that. Now, whether he's off to coach the All Blacks, if Ian Foster stands down as sacked or whatever it is after the World Cup. But the biggest whisper over here is Scott Robertson will be coaching England this time next year. Have, have you heard anything to do with that or is that mere scuttlebutt? Well, it, 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 it wouldn't entirely surprise me. But we, we, we asked this very question to Bill Sweeney, who's the RFU chief executive. He was in Auckland uh, last Sunday. And, he, I mean, he obviously didn't tell us, but he did say that, you know, they, they wouldn't rule out a, a, a non-English coach and also that they'd uh, make an announcement, you know, by May at the latest. So sort of, you know, you read between the lines sort of after Six Nations, sort of April time, ideally. They'd have, they'd want to have somebody in place, which is interesting. You know, that's not a great deal of time ahead. I suspect, you know, I suspect they may have, uh, you know, dropped, <laughs> dropped Razor a line uh, or, or, or sent him a WhatsApp or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's not the only one in the frame. I mean, I think there's there's, there's other people in the frame. I think, uh, you know, it's a difficult one for them to weigh up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, listen, his, his record in New Zealand is great. I think he's a sort of upbeat character that, that, that this sort of England sort of need. And I, th I think, I think it'd be good for both parties actually, you know, possibly as I said, the talk of Ronan O'Gara, who he obviously knows well, um, you know, that sort of ticket, it would be unlikely. He wouldn't have put them, you know, he wouldn't have put that combo together maybe two or three years ago. You wouldn't have said, 
hey, listen, you know, they'll be coaching England, uh, you know, for yeah. after 2023. But yeah, stranger things have happened, I think. So it could be that Scott Robertson's coaching your national rugby team, and as we know, Brendan McCullum's coaching the national, uh, <laughs> the national cricket team. Maybe um, we need to be your sovereign state and not the other way around. <laughs> well, hey, listen, listen, you're, you're making a good case here. I think, uh, yes, no, it's a slow Kiwi takeover, I think, exactly. You know, I think uh, I think we better change the national anthem as well, and we soon. <laughs> hey, awesome, Rob. Really enjoyed talking to you today. Enjoy Twickenham. Enjoy the match. It's a hugely important one for us, and, and I know it is for you too. Uh, last time we'll meet till maybe again in the World Cup next year, depending what happens with the draw. Uh, go well, Rob. Uh, have a great day. No, good stuff. Thanks very much. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.